Hello, and welcome back to This Week in Workforce, the podcast brought to you by Workforce Solutions Northeast Texas. I am Bart Spivey, and joined as always by Jeff Clapp. So Jeff, uh, for our our people joining us on video, they can see we're, we're not in the studio again, we're on the road, but I feel like today we're at our home away from home, we're at the Region 8 Education Service Center in Pittsburgh, Texas, and we are here at least a few times a year for events. Um, Although I don't think I've ever been in this actual room. We're in a science lab. It looks like we're, we're back in biology 101 in high school. Um, so the entire Region 8 team is a, is a great partner for Workforce Solutions. Um, and one of the, the best partners joins us right now, Heather McGregor, the uh, Deputy Executive Director of Region 8, with us today. Heather, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for having us. It's a pleasure. It's our pleasure to have Northeast Texas Workforce Solutions here at Region 8, again, always. Yeah, absolutely. When we're, we're always excited about coming here because, like Bart said, it is kind of like a home away from home. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but we know you're kind of like like us in a way with Workforce Solutions. We have a lot of services and a lot of programs that we offer. Um, with Region 8, the Education Service Center covers a large area. Can you explain some of the services and things that you offer? Well, sure. So service is our middle name. Literally. Um, Yep. And so our primary focus is to serve the districts in Northeast Texas, in our region, in our service area. But interestingly, about 50 years ago, the Texas Texas legislature defined created service centers, and they did that for three purposes. First, to help schools improve student performance, so all about learning. The second was um, to help schools run economically and efficiently, right? So to kind of pull resources together and work together. And the third is to help the Texas Education Agency and the Texas legislature implement initiatives. So that's our purpose. And so we work really hard to bring that vision alive, and we do it in lots of different ways. One of those ways is certainly um, by garnering great partnerships like the one we have with you guys to bring in events like we did today and where we had students learning about how to figure out their own career paths. But primarily, we're here to serve schools. Okay, and so uh, I mentioned it before, but we're here throughout the year for various events, and I'm always amazed by the amount of activity going on. Um, As soon as you walk in the door, there's people at the front desk directing traffic because there's just so much going on here, Uh, so many workshops and conferences. Tell us, I know you can't name them all, but yeah. tell us a little bit about what that is and what goes on on a daily basis. So we like to sort of think of this building as a hub. Um, of course, our primary mission is to serve our districts. We had about 21,000 people that we trained last year in professional learning sessions. And um, so that's... That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> on a given day. Uh, of course, we do uh, professional learning for teachers, school nurses, police officers, um, counselors, principals, all the school people, mm. cafeteria, custodial, bus drivers. Um, but that's not really the only thing that happens in the building. So uh, yesterday we had a, robot, a robotics competition. Mm-hmm. Um, we do UIL competitions. We host career events like we did today with in partnership with you guys. Um, we have a science fair. <laughs> and, and we don't actually use the science lab during the science fair, but teachers are trained here for that. Uh, we do a dyslexia reading day. We have a banquet for migrant students and their families. And so the diversity of events that happen in the building um, is wide and far. We also do a lot of um, city and industry events mm-hmm. here. 
We also host weddings <laughs> and proms. Okay. So it's a lot of stuff happens. We're really proud that this building belongs to Northeast Texas. It's a beautiful facility, and we're so excited to share it every chance we get. Well, just like we talked about a second ago with Workforce Solutions, we have a very similar service area. Yes, too. we do. Right. So aside from just a few outliers, about how many school districts do you actually have in the ESE? Um, we share a lot of them. We do. We have 46 districts that we serve. So our northernmost is going to be uh, North Lamar, up north of Paris. Then we'll have um, Travel East to Texarkana. Our southernmost is going to be Marion County, Jefferson ISD. And then you can trek on over west and go as far as Honey Grove ISD. Okay. And surprisingly, while we have a lot of districts, we are one of the smallest service centers in Texas. Of okay. the 20, we're one of the smallest. Okay, that was my question. How many service centers were there? So there 20. are 20. Okay. Yep. Well, I know some of the districts are very large, like Texarkana ISD, like you mentioned, and then uh, or Mount Pleasant even. Right. But there's others that might have a small graduating class, like less than 20 or so. Yep. How do the needs of these different districts vary? And, uh, I mean, how do you, as the Region 8 staff, adapt your, your struggles to meet those different needs? Yeah, so... Uh, strategically, that's always a challenge. We're really fortunate because we are a smaller service center that um, we have personal relationships with our districts, so we can easily customize services um, within our scope of work to meet specific unique needs. However, I will say that there are trending needs across all districts regardless of size. For example, mental and behavioral health. Um, is huge, almost at critical mass there. And so, um, of course, we're really working internally to present solutions for all of our districts, um, working to find partners who can offer solutions for all of our districts. So while some things can be very customizable, there are a lot of things that even small and large districts share together. Okay, and so correct me if I'm wrong, but you actually used to work uh, in a school district, maybe a couple of school districts, is that right? I did. Okay. I did. I started my um, career path in education in 1998, before the 2000s. Okay. And so this is my 25th-ish year, <laughs> yeah. somewhere around in there. I um, spent 19 of those on a high school campus, mm-hmm. um, different campuses here in Texas, and um, was a teacher, school counselor, loved being a school counselor, and I think that's probably what connected me to Northeast Texas right. um, Workforce Solutions. And then uh, was a principal. So um, through those years, been to lots of proms. So if anybody ever needs a good prom theme, I can tell you a good one, and I can tell you the not-so-good ones. A, a few ideas there. Uh-huh. I got them all. <laughs> you mentioned it briefly there. How much did you know about Workforce Solutions Northeast Texas or the, the workforce system as a, as a whole? Well, um, honestly... Before I came to uh, Region 8, I did not have a lot of awareness. I came to Region 8 as a school counselor, working as a school counselor here at a district. And Carrie Bowles, who is the Region 8 Career and Technical Education Mm -hmm. Consultant, kept us very much connected to partners. And um, Workforce Solutions of Northeast Texas was clearly one of those partners. If I remember correctly, we had brought someone in to do a presentation for our juniors and seniors on manufacturing careers. And it was um, a presentation that talked about local regional opportunities. Blew the minds of our students. They had no idea (laughs) what was out there. And so we've always enjoyed 
you know, as school partners, having the resources and the knowledge and the, you know, student-facing materials that you all have provided. Well, and I'll echo that from a workforce standpoint. Um, you guys have been just outstanding partners for us. Um, and I would say locally and then the workforce system as a whole has really made a push in the last five to ten years to um, connect with schools, students, high school students, and that wasn't always the case, but it's an obvious connection because those students are going to turn into workers and employers, and and we really do have to make that connection. And we have so many events now, uh, our LEAP Expos for eighth grade students, uh, the Future Forward event we did today was for high school seniors. Um, we do teacher externships where we place teachers with local employers during the summer so that they can learn those operations. And we actually even have two staff members who work in the school districts throughout the region. They're spending time in those school districts. And I, I can honestly say none of that would be possible without the partnership with Region 8 and you and Carrie. And we wouldn't know where to start. I mean, anytime I need to contact a school or, or get a contact to the school, I, I can honestly call Carrie, call you, and I, and I know you'll have it. And that's that's been a tremendous help to us in outreaching these programs and the students and really making an impact uh, in the region. Well, Carrie at Bowles is clearly um, just an incredible value for the region, for all the things you just said. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the gratitude is really all ours to you all because um, without – the partnerships and without getting all the right people at the table, Mm -hmm. things just don't work. And I think you sort of, you hit that nail on the head. We used to not do that. So you all were working over here doing amazing things. And we're, you know, schools were over here working, doing amazing things, but there was just this gap. (laughs) And it feels like the last few years, I think the state, the higher ed, I mean, I think everybody's really tried to make an effort to get everybody on the same page. And, you know, we all just want our communities to be thriving, economically healthy places to be. Yeah. And the best way to do that is together. So the pleasure is all <laughs> ours that we get to work with you guys. Yeah. When you mentioned the the economic thriving of our communities, and that's something, I'll, well, Region 8 plays a big part in because there's a lot of people that go into working for the different school districts for as sure. well. Yes. And we know on your, your website, which is region8.net, you have a section for just job postings on there from the different schools that you help and yes. assist. And I know, I mean, even from outside of the school side, we see the challenges that employers are facing and everything, trying to fill those pla- those placements and refill positions that staff are leaving as well. So from a workforce needs standpoint, what type of skills do teachers, well, do you feel teachers need to be uh, successful in today's work? Okay, there's a lot to unpack in that. (laughs) We could do 10 episodes (laughs) on this topic right here, I assure you. But um, I'll just speak directly to the listeners. If you want to impact the future of America, come be a teacher. Um, Desperate need for Mm. teachers right now. I would say that uh, schools are in desperate need of people who have a heart for learning. This is mission work. (laughs) Teaching is mission work. And um, we need people who can rise up and face the challenge to intentionally design impact for students. I mean, that is how our our economy and how our citizenry will grow into positive, um, I guess, outcomes 
for lack of a better word. As far as just a specific skill set, right now, I mean, teachers are facing incredible challenges. Right. Let's take, for example, the fourth graders that are sitting in classrooms right now. Mm-hmm. They missed first grade because of the, sh- the COVID yeah. shutdown. They essentially missed first grade. Yeah. Schools rallied and they did their very best, but let's just be real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they missed yeah. learning how to read with comprehension. And so um, our teachers are elementary teachers, man, jumping those hurdles to get kiddos to reading well. Mm-hmm. And we may see that impact for years and years to yeah. come, predictably. Um, but from a workforce perspective, to your question about what do teachers need to be able to do, I would definitely talk about organization, pedagogy, learning how to teach, how do kids learn, um, time management, people who know how to life-work balance. Mm -hmm. And those are things that we may not have really emphasized in the past, but we've certainly seen a shift in, in those needs being really, really critical. However, I will say this, that when it comes to gritty people, people who are in a mission field and there for heart, Northeast Texas and Region 8, we have a whole lot of teachers sitting in classrooms and doing that work and doing it so well. And so super grateful to be a part of Region 8 specifically for that reason. Over the the last five to 10 years, have you seen anything change dramatically or anything? That would be another 10 episodes for sure. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. And especially over the last three to four years, right? So... You know, you've got your mental behavioral health. Um, we have academic gaps that are super significant. Um, Region 8 has fewer gaps than the rest of the state, and that is attributed to the teachers sitting in those classrooms mm-hmm. working right alongside those kiddos. Um, parental relationships, community relationships, politics, it's all shifted definitely within the next five years, I would say, or the last five years. I'd be happy to talk more about that. Yeah. I get super passionate <laughs> I was about say, it. We may have to have a, a spinoff series of podcasts with Heather on this because yes. we could we could talk about. I mean, we could go into the impact of COVID and and how that's going to impact the future workforce. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, I have young children who are in that that age group, and I know that's that's been tough for everybody. And I'm sure you guys have met hours on hours and then to uh, to talk about that the impact and and how our schools kind of play catch up now for the foreseeable future. That's really. correct. Yeah. yeah. So, well, we want to thank Heather for joining us today, but before we go, Heather, do you have any uh, parting thoughts for our listeners? Well, I just, I wanted to say, um, thank you for the opportunity to sit down yeah. with you. This is the first time I've ever done a podcast. <laughs> awesome. Very good and very trendy, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think all of, uh, all of us that are in this line of work, whether it be education or workforce or higher ed, I mean, we're all just wanting to grow humans, yeah. right? Who yeah. can, contribute to the world, to the nation, to our state, to our communities, and be thriving people. And so I just wanted to make sure that I said how grateful we are that we get to sit at the table with you guys and try to make some of that happen. <laughs> no, you absolutely do. Uh, like I said, we we couldn't do half the things we do without you guys and, and helping us. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, she mentioned earlier, if you are out there and, and looking for a job as a teacher, uh, reg8.net, you can find the postings from all of their school districts, correct? Yes, um, yes. Or call us directly. We will hook you up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we can get you in a seat. Absolutely. If you want to be a teacher, we can find a, a school for you and find a spot for you. It's the most important work there is. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, thank you to our listeners today. Uh, you can find this podcast uh, on your favorite podcast platform or visit our website at netxworkforce.org.